Hello and welcome to the CMAX podcast. My name is Brenda Lee. I'm the marketing communications specialist and I'm here with Clarissa McCallum. Hello, Clarissa. Hello, Brenda. Today we have a very special guest, a very busy man. His name is Horacio Larea. He is our director of international business and sales development. Thanks for joining us, Horacio. Hello, Bren. Hello, uh, Clarissa. Very pleasure to be here today. Yeah. So you've been with CMEX for quite a while. We won't divulge how many years. <laughs> well, but, um, I'll tell you, it's 25 years. <laughs> it's 25 years. Congratulations. <laughs> so maybe not everybody that's listening knows you or your story or your, your roots in the industry um, before we get into some other things, including Progenesis. But can you tell us a little bit about that? Okay, well, um, I am from Argentina. I live in, in Argentina. Uh, I was uh, raised in a dairy farm in Argentina. We, we used to breed Holsteins and Jerseys with my father. And it's always been my passions. Uh, cows also been always been my, my passion. And I started working as, a, as an independent consultant, consultant uh, in, in dairy farms when I was 24. And uh, since then, uh, I, I started doing some work in different countries in Latin America, Brazil, Uruguay. And in 1997, I joined uh, CMEX Argentina as a, as a daily consultant. And since that, uh, I've been involved on, uh, on the technical side of the, of the business until uh, 2010 uh, that I started as a international director for Western Europe in CMEX. And then in 2012, when they do some changes and create this unit managers uh, uh, structure, I've been in charge of uh, business unit two, what is uh, Latin America and and some European countries that has some Latin roots like uh, Italy, Spain and, and Portugal. Yes, some high profile countries there, very popular countries. <laughs> I'd love to know, Horacio, what what brought you to CMEX? What intrigued you to start with us? Well, um, obviously, CMEX is a is a huge brand in the in the genetic industry, you know, and uh, whoever uh, likes cows, you know, it, it's it always has a has a relationship with CMEX, you know, and the, the Canadian in the Canadian genetic. And even before working with CMEX, I, I, I traveled to Canada. I, I traveled to Canada 1984 for for first time. And I always been an, an admirer of what the Canadian genetic has done worldwide, considering that is it's not a huge population, but uh, but always Canada has been has has been playing a key role in the in the dairy industry. That's why when I was invited to join CMEX Argentina in, in 1997 was a was a very easy choice for me. So in that 25 years and your you know your travels and your experience with different size farms and, and different you know setups and environments, what do you think has changed the most in the 25 years in well, sire selection? Well. <laughs> Well, Brent, that's that's a that's a good question, and 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 in fact, is it's amazing, it's amazing how our industry has changed in the last uh, ten years. I I would say pr- primarily, you know, when we see a little bit the history of 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 uh, the genetic evaluations and what has happened in the industry over the 
last 80 years, I, I always talk with my friends and customers that I've been so lucky of, of being active. My active professional life is in these modern times because it's what had happened in this industry in the last 15 years is something that didn't happen in the last 60 years. So, mm -hmm. so, so it would have been born earlier, probably would have been a kind of plateau in terms of technologies or, 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 uh, you know, uh, new, new things coming. And I've been so, so happy, you know, and, and, and lucky mm -hmm. to be in this business in these new areas where, Obviously, it's a challenge because it's, we need to learn uh, every day about all this. But at the same time, it, it's so it's so phenomenal because it's what we're what we're seeing is, is is the kind of genetic progress we we can achieve now with all the tools we got for genetic selections. You know, it's it's for the ones that that we had passion on this. Is is obviously is is like being in the first row in in your favorite. Uh, soccer match you know <laughs> yeah that that's a cool thought <laughs> so what do you think what are you most excited about right now well obviously the thing is when we when we have the, the opportunity to have use tools like genomic information like in vitro fertilization sex semen you know and see how much faster we can we can we can go now in terms of genetic progress compared to what, what it was in the past. You know, it's 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 amazing. And the other thing is, we can share this with our customers and friends, and and they we can see, you know, how much more efficient, how much more productive cows are compared to what it was thirty years ago. You know, and 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 the other thing is the uh, the the level of management that farms has today also can put numbers to this genetic progress. It, it's not a it's not a visual appreciation. It's not a sensation that you're feeling. You can see in the numbers, you know, how much more production cows have today, you know, what kind of uh, lactation uh, levels the, the first caliber has today compared to what were in the past. And and that's the other thing because is we don't need to explain too much. Simply the numbers are there, mm -hmm. you know. And and every businessman business businessman can see what is the real impact of the genetic uh, as a tool, you know, for for the profitability of their dairy herds, you know. And and that's that's something we didn't have in the past. You know that that's that's why it's so so exciting. And when we talk about paradigm shifts in the past, you know, 25, 15, 10 years, one of them has to be progenesis for CMEX. And oh. you were you were involved at the beginning of progenesis mm -hmm. at its mm -hmm. roots, at its, you know, at, at the foundational level. Can you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> well, well uh, progenesis has been a, um, you know, like a, a project that always I always love you know and i i feel i feel to be part of that right from from the beginning um the the history of progenesis that it started like a, like a private nu genetic nucleus the you know the Jairo family from spain and a couple of other investors from 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 that country they started to they, they made the decision of start investing buying vines some donors 
I, I work with them in the beginning, right from the beginning, helping them to select uh, some of these original uh, donors. And in fact, this it didn't happen. It didn't happen that many years ago. It is the first progenesis donors were purchased by the end of 2012, beginning of 2013. So we're talking about 10 years, 10 years ago, you know, and and again, it is it's fantastic how 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 things change, you know, it is it was a part of a learning process, you know, and 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 it's amazing how in 10 years this original private nucleus that that started with four to six donors ended up being a genetic nucleus for one of the main companies in the industry that is CMEX, you know, that we're working today with over 200 donors. And, and you know, and the number of embryos we're doing today, it, it's obviously something that we never thought <laughs> in mm-hmm. 2013, you know. And the other thing is that is, is, a, is very pleasant to see the progenesis prefix in so many different pedigrees today in the industry, you know. So it's like... Uh, it's like a, a footprint, footprint that that the, that the prefix is is put in in the in the genetic today. So who was the first cow? Well, the uh, the first the first donor was uh, was called Pinky, <laughs> Cameron Pinky, you know, and the second one was uh, Fascinable. Fascinable ended up making a really good good family. Uh, the third donor was uh, uh, a heifer from Maryland called Cool, and one of the top problem bulls today from progenesis prefix is know-how, and know-how is coming from 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 that from that original original donor. So it, it's uh, in the meantime, what is amazing is we're talking about ten years, you know, since 2013. What we can see today is uh, is many calves that has six, seven, or eight generations of progenesis dam, dams in the pedigree. Because is what is amazing of these technologies that we have today, you know, and working with Bobby Tech right from the beginning, who is the, you know, is the top-notch technology in terms of IBF, uh, IBF uh, uh, calves uh, and embryos, you know, is where we can, we can create one generation per year so mm-hmm. so that that what brings this kind of genetic progress today is is in in 10 years you have seven eight generations of and it's something that would take a lifetime before mm-hmm. yeah. because it would have been so much slower process than what it is today you know and and that's that's what is that what is amazing also sometimes you get surprised because it's so oh, look at that it's is what's what's the original donor, and you go back generation after generations, you know, and 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 we're talking about ten years, so it's incredible. It's incredible. So when you started out, you probably had focus traits. We're going to focus on net merit or TPI or LPI. What were mm-hmm. they then, and what are they now? How has that changed over time? Well, well, the the originally originally the program was focused on TPI and net merit because it's these are the the uh, the uh, bigger volume markets in the world in terms of of uh, genetic, you know, and it wasn't a small program, you know. So when when in in 2016, finally 
uh, CMEX took over the uh, started as a as a partner and then ended up being a hundred percent owner of, of the of the project. Since then, obviously with a bigger investments, you know, and the growth of the program, it switched from being a, a net merit TPI program to what CMEX needs today, that is the goal of Progenesis is to create around 40 to 45% of the total product. And, and we are a global company. We're a company that we're selling to over 100 countries, you know, and each of these countries has different environments, has different uh, uh, marketing conditions, you know, production models. And our goal as a company is to help our customers or work with our, with our customers to create the most profitable prototype of cow for their for their environmental conditions and, and their business business conditions. So so we need to help them to make money. So our job is to provide what every customer anywhere in the world might need. And and for sure is progenesis needs to adapt on that. And that's why what we have today is a large number of, of donors. You know, we're talking about 200 donors today. We're making around 300 embryos a week, you know. But at the end, what we're doing is working on a very different or a, high, a wide variety of marketing segments, you know. And our goal is to, to generate, you know, bulls that will feed to each of these programs, you know, so so it's it's not a not a, a single uh, index program, but we're working on a on a high a wide wide variety. Like for example, obviously we add the uh, traditional GLPI or GTPI or net merit. Obviously they're key the key indexes in the world, but we are also are, are selecting for for some European. Uh, indexes. We are selecting for pasture-based systems. You know, we have markets that are looking for A282, where the markets are selecting for Bolt, uh, Red, whatever. So, so what we need is obviously to work uh, to generate many embryos. You know, and and uh, and and making sure that we really identify these market segments and we do the right selection for each segment. Unfortunately, it's not like one bloodline or or, or mm. one bull can fit everywhere, you know. Mm -hmm. And that that's something we, we have clear today. And and that's why is we need to make this segmentation and identify what bloodlines would work better in on, on each of them. Another key point is every day we are having a new trait to select for, you know, AS. If you told me about 30 years ago when I started my career as a as a as a consultant, 30 years ago when we were checking on the on the bulls proof, we were checking checking for production, you know, just a milk, fat, protein. That was a kind of new thing, you know, in the 70s, and some titrates, you know, mm -hmm. it's but but now is we have 60 trades uh, on on the proof, so. Every trade at the end of the day is like a new hurdle for, for the for the young bulls to 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 jump, you know, to to overcome. And that's why it's is make it make it very difficult. The other thing is some of these trades has negative correlations. So if they are good for one thing, they will be bad 
or the other thing. You know, it's that's why it's impossible to make like a dream bull that will fit everywhere. But what we can do is segmentate our markets, understand what are the needs, you know, of each of them, and then try to create the product for each of these markets using our group of donors. And, and a key part of all this process is Bobby Tech, you know, because he is at the end of the day, what we are doing is multiplying genetic, you know, and, and the skills that the, uh, that the Bobby Tech staff has to create this, these embryos, you know, that they will need the, 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 the babies, you know, and uh, that, that's, that's, that's crucial because is the more embryos you get per donor, the more chances you have to get the that elite bull, you know, that special bull that will fit to to the each of these market segment uh, market segments. That's that's why it is it is the technology behind Vobitech runs side by side to what progenesis is as a nucleus. It's interesting to me that you mentioned A2A2. I just came from the US sales conference annual event where all the sales reps from coast to coast get together. And they went through their markets, you know, they're very, a variety of markets, obviously, in the United States. But each of them mentioned A2A2 as a need, that their customers are asking for it. Are you seeing the same thing globally? Mm -hmm. Well, we're seeing, you know, a a, a growth, you know, I would not say every market, but but it's it's, it's growing, the demand of A2A2. And, And the funny part of this is when you ask, some of the customers, why, you know, mm-hmm. why they need to select for A2A2, very few of them has very clear <laughs> what it means. But the thing is, um, just in case, you know, if yeah. something happened or they're scared that maybe in the future there will be a, a limitation to, to sell this uh, milk that will not come from A2A2 cows, Say okay, so so let's go ahead and and, and select for A2A2. The good thing is today, you know, a large large part of the population of the Holstein breed is is becoming A2A2. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's the whole breed is is evolving through that. But today, to keep a bull that is A1A1, you know, and in our lineup, is because it's a very very special bull that has something very unique, and we know that people will will use them anyways, you know, but part of creating that many embryos, you know, that many that many pregnancies is, is obviously if we have two full brothers, you know, and they're similar, similar in genetic uh, merit, one is A1A2, the other one is A2A2, obviously we keep the, the A2A2. Same thing we do with the donors, you know, it's a, we, we are like, uh, Bjorgen, you know, it's uh, just getting mm-hmm. rid of the 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 A one the, the A one allele, you know, uh, in in every generation, you know, and we'll end up very soon with almost 100 percent of the of the of the breed A two A two. Yeah, and I think that when they all brought that up, they were somewhat surprised to hear the large percentage of our lineup, active lineup, that is A two A two. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's that's the. That's the the, the uh, what is fantastic of having this tool of working with a with a with a with a lab like uh, Bobby Tech. You know, is they're doing a lot of research on the embryos. We are working on biopsies on the embryos. We can identify the embryos that came up higher in any of the indexes indexes that we are selecting for. 
you know, and, and that helps a lot the process to be more efficient, you know, so we are implanting the uh, the, the the best embryos, you know, and mm-hmm. for example, if we see an embryo that is a one a one, we 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 don't implant them, you know, we don't implant it, an embryo like this. Same thing today with some of the recessives, you know, and the, some of the new recessives, you know, it's going to be a fast process to to get rid of all this by by this genetic pressure or so selection uh, uh, pressure in the in the the selection that we're we're implementing because we're creating that many embryos. And not a scripted question, but we we talked a bit about all the embryos that we're creating every week, and we do make those available for sale, the ones that we don't implant and we're not going to use in our next generation. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about the genetic opportunity that, you know, an established dairy or someone just starting out looking into improving their genetics can gain from mm-hmm. that product? Yeah. Well, I, I tell you, it is what is fantastic for for uh, for the uh, young people that are that are starting managing their farms is all these tools, all genetic tools that they have uh, today available. They would allow them allow them just to make the same progress, you know, that the that the whole industry is, is making, and they will not need a lifetime just from a start from a you know, like a average herd to become a, a a a great herd. You know, I remember you're young, you know, but I remember years ago, you know, there was a famous Canadian breeder called Roy Ormiston. You know, yes, and Roy Ormiston, when it was a pleasure to visit his farm, you know, in the eighties when when he had all these Roy Brook cows there, you know, and one of his most popular saying is, "You need to start with something good, because mm-hmm. the life." Of a man is too short from a start from something bad and live enough to see the results. You know, right. the good thing now, the, th- the good thing now, is, especially when you mentioned about these embryo opportunities, is you can you can change your whole herd in one generation. You know, it, it's that that what is what is amazing is 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 you can catch a train that is is going so fast and you can catch right away by by you know e, incorporating this genetic you know and if you want to have like an a2 a pure a2 a2 herd you know because you can do it in one generation you know if if you can skip several generations of selection by getting something that is right up there you know in, in the in the in the cow population you know and start working with these cows that are so efficient you know and and that what that what makes the difference you know is the modern genetic is the the, the criteria is for for uh, functionality you know is cows needs to develop on bigger herds they have to they have to be trouble free they have to be um, healthy they have to be very productive you know and they need to pay for all the investments in technology that the farmer will make on them. So it's going to be a barn, it's going to be a robot, it's going to be a free stall, it's going to be a, a, a rubber rubber carpet, mm-hmm. you know. So that costs money, you know, is the key thing for a dairy farmer today is they need to decide what cow will have the right to use that that technology, you know. And that's that's our role as as genetic consultant is we need to make sure that the, that 
the genetic program will allow this 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 owner to create that a new generation of cows that even the worst one deserves to use you know a, mm-hmm. a, a free stall or 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 deserve to use this this new robot that he already he already purchased yep. and they can do that in one generation and that's that's what is that's what is amazing that's what is amazing no that is that is a very good way to put it it's you know like planting mm-hmm. a little tiny tree you will mm-hmm. never see it to be a, a big oak tree or maple or whatever you want in your yard you're, you're mm-hmm. starting yeah. so much ahead Mm-hmm. So many generations. Yeah. And, and 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 the other thing is, is we, what we are seeing cows is doing things that we never thought in the past. You know, a couple of months ago, well, four months ago, I was in Brazil uh, for for the for the sales conference, and we went and visit one of the top herds in Brazil that is Melkstad, you know, near Castro in 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 Paraná State. Now th- these people are very very efficient. You know, they're milking over twenty five hundred cows and they're growing. And, and now what they what they are doing is they already have a, a rotary that is full. That, you know, it's, they cannot mill more cows there. So what they are doing is they're making a marginal growth by creating modules of uh, four to six robots. You know, and they put 240 cows or 300 cows on 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 that robots. And and all the first calvers are 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 milk in in that in you know in in this mob. So they they use that for the for the new heifers. You know. When we visit them, they said it's this morning there were two heifers that made over 70 kilos, according to the to to the robot. So the two years old making 70 kilos. He said, if you find out and you can identify which ones are making 70 kilos, you can take it back home. Mm-hmm. Because it's, these are the kind of cows that can handle production, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to create. It's, it's the kind of cows that can handle uh, huge productions over diff, over several several lactations, you know, at low cost, you know, with, with low low disease incidence. You know, this is our main goal. Then there are different ways you can you can get to there, you know, but the goal is how we can identify what is the most profitable cow for each farmer. No, for sure. I mean, that's that's the goal of everything that we do, right? <laughs> so yeah. you you mentioned a cow earlier and a bull that's coming um talk a little bit about august proofs you mentioned know-how as one of mm-hmm. and i believe we're looking closely at uh, him um mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about what we're going to well, be watching from progenesis in august well 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 the, it, because my role within progenesis is we usually are looking on the on the newer generations and some of the of the uh, calves that are touching ground, you know, being born, and and all that. Obviously, when we talk about problem bulls, it's like <laughs> years yes. years before. You know, know how know how is it's a bull that has been doing very well. You know, its uh, first daughters were starting to calve last year, so he's adding daughters, and everybody is very happy. Every everybody is very happy with with uh, with this bull. You know, and we are very very excited with some of the. Uh, New bulls that has been released on the genomic in the genomic uh, lineup. You know, is we had a really good group of young bulls uh, that are that are coming from the GLPI uh, market segment or or program. Mm-hmm. It we're really happy with these bulls that are high LPI, high production, double solid double digit type. You know, with really good families. 
so we got a market that is that is that really really likes that. On the other hand, we also are having some very interesting GTPI bulls. We are having very interesting high net merit bulls coming, different bloodlines. One of the key things that we always has been looking on the internal program is to maintain diversity. Diversity of bloodlines is what gives you much more stability on 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 your on your lineup because it's it's easy to get tempted to multiply the highest you know uh, sire son that that is dominating the uh, this generation. But we know that genomic is not perfect, and we know that sometimes there are going to be changes, you know, and ups and downs. And also, we are learning that with the uh, level of uh, inbreeding we're managing today, this uh, recessive incidence also can be a risk. So that's why is maintaining diversity, working with different bloodlines, you know, maintaining, you know, a, a wide variety of options, you know, that's what's bringing stability because it's, some can be a little bit worse than what it were, some can be better than what they were, but at the end, you know, when you're using the, these packages of bulls, that 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 gives you you know a, a lot of stability and gives you the best indication that next generation is going to be better than the previous the, the previous generation. And in every market segment, all we're having is that that kind of situation is really good bulls. Obviously, there's some bloodlines are dominating. You know, is our GLPI ranking today is dominated by Ranger Red Suns, you know, mm-hmm. there's nothing Absolutely. bad on that. There's, there's, there's nothing bad on that. It is, it, he is the hot bull from this generation. He really combines very well with some of the bloodlines we've been using. And obviously these Ranger Red Suns are, 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 are the, the stars, you know, yes. within the LPI program. But we're also working with other bloodlines, you know, and we'll have Lugnut Suns or we're going to have or Alcov Sons, uh, we're working with Conway Sons, so we're working with different bloodlines with the same profile, you know, with the same principles, you know, but that brings diversity. Same thing with TPI, same thing with, with Merit, and even with the European indexes. Is keeping keeping diversity is is something that CMEC has been focusing have, have been focused on, you know, and and that brings a lot of trust that to the customers that the next generation is going to be what we're expecting from them. Yeah. So good things coming in August. Oh, Young yeah. And proven. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And, and the thing is August and December. Yes. And next April, because because it's it's every proof round. We know where we're going to be changes, you know, mm-hmm. it, and it's only, it's only like taking a picture, you know, is when you see what is coming, you know, when you see some of the new families that we're working with, you know, when we see the numbers of what is coming, I say this, you cannot be anything else but super excited, right. you know, and, 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 that, and that's the good thing. And when you confirm, when you see in these pedigrees, for example, that most of these new animals are coming from bulls that has already proved, uh, has already proved, you know, so, so that brings much more stability. So it's not the same that you have a new generation with two generations of of genomic bulls behind than when you have bulls that has that coming from a proven sire and from a pr- proven maternal grandsire. So 
that 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 helps a lot, you know. And and the other thing is you can see numbers going up and up, you know, is we we are having calf on the ground that are touching 4,000 LPI, you mm -hmm. know, the mark and, and maintaining this high double digit or solid double digit type. So so this will has 200 points more of TPI, what means more production, more health, more <laughs> than than the than the previous generation. And previous generation is one year before. Right. You know? So so that that's that's what is what is very impressive. And that's why we're very confident that is it's not August. It's it's August is going to be December, it's going to be April next year. And there is nothing more pleasure for us as as consultants, you know, or or or, or partners in genetic progress than when you go to a farm and you go through the cows, you know, and you can see how proud proud our customers are with what they are milking today. Because it, and the, the good thing is if you are happy with what they are milking today, they will be even happier what is going to come in the near future. Because it's this is this is this is a this is a very fast race, you know, and 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 the uh, the level of genetic progress we are achieving is something that we never saw in the past. Do you think that's the best part of your job? Seeing those oh, happy definitely. farms. Yeah. De yes, <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. Because at the end, their success is our success, you know. And 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 the worst thing is when you start to uh, when you need to explain something, you know, it's it, when you need explanations of something, it's because something is wrong. <laughs> yes, success <laughs> success does doesn't need any explanation. It speaks for simply, itself. Sim sim simply is there, you know. And I work a lot with our sales sales staff in different countries, you know, and I really love making farm visits, you know, and going to a farm visit and say, look at this Sasverilla, looks at these Einsteins, looks at these pursuits, you know, looks at these kudos or pop star, because it's not only the elite bulls, but some of the the bulls has, has been like a cash cow, you know, the bulls have sold thousands of doses, you know, and, and, and you can see that the production level, the other, the other, the other conformation of these animals, you know, is how they can handle this production. Obviously, obviously, is 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 a pleasure, you know. And and within CMEX, we are we are we are really really impressed with that. In CMEX, is is uh, we're having really good times in 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 that sense. So thinking about that, Horacio, and you travel the world and you see a lot of cows, probably more than mm -hmm. most people do, um, every mm -hmm. day, every week, every year. Who's what's your favorite bloodline? Your favorite cow? Uh -huh. Well, well, today we're, we there's so much on the on the plate today. You know, it, it's so, so many different families that we're working. You know, and 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 again, it's this multiplying process is is so 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 amazing. Um, my my kind of cow is is the trouble free cows that really produce really produces. You know, and and I've been having discussions with friends and customers about what would be the ideal cow. And I said, is the best cow is the cow that can produce at the farm and 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 sustain production over several lactations. You know, is is sometimes doesn't need to be the fancy kind, but they need to be the strong, white-chested cows with a lot of spring of rib, you know, and power. And I really like these aggressive eaters cows, 
you know, that can really uh, fight for the food, you know, and, and, and they dominate the herd. They're, 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 they're herdmates, you know, and every day they surprise you about how much milk they, they can do, you know, and, and, and they can do that for, for many generations, you know. One of the things when you're traveling, you know, is in many farms, you identify in numerous of uh, anonymous cows, that cows have never been in the show, have never been anywhere, you know, and 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 they behave like that, you know. Is I always tell a story about one farm that I visited in Italy, you know, is was a big farm that has been in a changed uh, ownership in, for a couple couple of times, you know, in the last fifteen years. So they've been struggling with management and changing and people, and it was a it was not a good farm and not, not a very pleasant place where to be because it's, there were so many cows that were lame and there were some some uh, 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 nutritional problems, you know, some mm-hmm. some cows were like, uh, you know, with ketosis and sick, you know, so it was not a, a, the nicest place where to be. But I was talking with a guy and said, is there is a cow that make over 100,000 kilos that is here? He said, well... <laughs> I really want to see that cow because it, it's to 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 make a hundred thousand kilos under this condition. You must be something special. Yes, quite so, a cow. It, <laughs> so yeah, so she. So we went through. We went through there through the. Uh, they, they got these these um, slots they have in Italy that is like the the pig farms, you know. Mm-hmm. So yep. so we're, we're so it was a free stall like that, you know. So we were trying to to find a cow and said as well, she's right there. So she ended up like uh, standing up. She was laying, standing up. And I tell you that cow for me. You remember uh, the the movie Rambo? You know when yes. <laughs> Rambo one when Rambo came up from the mud, you know, with a yeah. with a fork with a fork in the in the, in the in between the knees, the teeth, yeah. you know. Yes. That that was her, you know. And and amazingly, she make. 130,000 kilos. She was still there. Wow. She was a Starmore Rudolf, Rudolf daughter. <laughs> what is not surprising, but we know how yes. how tough Rudolf daughter used to be. But I tell you, that that cow, you know, is, is unbelievable daily frame. You know, obviously she was a kind of lame too, but he, she was a fighter. She, <laughs> deep in my mind, I said, is, is we can have, if we can create this kind of cows, you know, is Farmers will make a lot of money because these cows can really fight, you know, for for surviving, and they can really make milk and money for the owners, you know. So that's one of the funny stories that you can you, you see when you are when you are on the road. You know, it's not only the nice cows that you can see mm-hmm. in the show or cows that are special care, but there's so many anonymous cows that that they do their job every day, you know. And when we're talking about selection and identifying the the new generation of bull stamps, this is some of the some of the uh, the skills that we want to see on on the donors, you know. Mm-hmm. And for example, we're working today with some new, well, not not, but some of the bulls that we're seeing today, like Kalahari or 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 Ambrose. But you know, is when when we selected that dams, it's a little bit like that. And and a good example, for example, is Kalahari's dam. Uh, is, is is the Delta Lambda daughter called Katrina, second calver. She made uh, seven or eight bulls that are already on, in a stud. You know, with, with us, there are some new bulls, new baby calves that 
still don't show up, but they will be by different sites like network or angle that all of them are really good. But something that what I like about this family is this is exactly what we're talking about is Katrina's dam is the diamond cow excellent 40, 110,000 kilos lifetime. You know, she comes from a, a artist daughter that make five excellent daughters with 60,000 kilos lifetime production. Behind that, there is a, an armstead with almost 100,000 kilos, 90 something, 90,000 and something. So then there is a Volton with 104,000 kilos. So, and then ended up like seven or eight generations with the old Romandel reflection Marquis daughter that in the 70s, she made 94,000 kilos. In the you 70s. Know, so, so in the 70s. So, so when you see, you know, that these are the genes that come from the family, you know, and say, okay, so we, we can multiply them. So that, that family, you know, is working with Katrina. Now we're working with, with several daughters, you know, by Ranger Reds, by, by, by uh, 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 Revolve. Uh, we got Larson's from, from that Katrina cow. I said, is that family brings this kind of trouble-free, hard-working, that's what I call the right kind. They don't mm -hmm. need to be show cows, but they need to be the good, solid cows that work and last uh, without any special treatment. You know, and that that's that's something that's something very special. The other the other family that is bringing a lot of expectation. Well, obviously you 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 already make a podcast with Brian with uh, Adam Sir. And we talk mm -hmm. about you. You talk about this one lone alligator, Brian. That that cow, we we are very very confident that this family is going to be so popular. You know, in in many markets in the next two or three years, we made over 280 embryos from mm -hmm. Brian and the family. You know, six daughters, and it's unbelievable how consistent they can be. You know, and how well how well they work. With some of the new bloodlines, you know, or the different bloodlines that we can combine, you know, on that is, uh, and and that family is going to bring a lot of good bulls that we're expecting to have. Well, there are some already touching, uh, already born. They're just touching ground, and there are many, many more, many more coming, coming. You know, the uh, the other family that that is that is uh, interesting. There is a new family uh, coming from Feb. Pepro Farm, you know, oh, is yep. Elias KSC. We are we have worked with a perfect daughter called Lindor, Pepro, Pepro Perfect Lindor. She is one of uh, four full sisters. Uh, the four are already fresh and they all look really, really good. And it's it's like a new family for us in terms of she's she's uh, perfect uh, from a crush time dam, very good two-year-old. Then there is a King Royal, and then Bombero, Observer, Bolton. Uh, so it, it's like a new family, you know. And, and again, is we got over ten bulls already born and tested from 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 that new family that are high high LPI, uh, solid double digit type with good production, really 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 complete bulls. And and the other family that is also so respectful for there's so many bulls coming today from this cookie cutter family or Mon Monjalo family mm -hmm. so 
that, that family is so solid. It's funny, it comes from, from the old um, uh, Delhi of Tau, you know, mm-hmm. from, from, from Regan Crest, back, back, back in the, in the pedigree. But, but this Monhalokau, you know, it's, it, it's, it's been a revolution for the genomic area with so many bulls that come in from different branches of different daughters from here, you know, and they can, they can fit in either net merit or TPI or LPI. So, so different, different indexes, but we can see a lot of animals that trace back to Monhalo. So every time we had a, the access to a donor that say, well, ended up with somewhere on that family, we know it's solid. We, we know, we know it's going to work well. And, uh, high jump, it's a bull that we couldn't, she, she, he never made, uh, good commercial semen to sell, but we use him as sire's sons. So now we're working with, it comes from that, from that family. Uh, so we have used him as sire's sons. We got all smokes, we got, uh, overdue. Uh, so we, we got bulls that are very dominant today within the, the new population. We are also expecting from that family that many good bulls, uh, we're already selling them, but newer and higher are coming for, for next year. A lot of exciting bulls in the future and that we're looking mm-hmm. at right now. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no. And, and Clarissa, the thing is not too many people realize what kind of of selection process this bull has to go through you know mm-hmm. is when when we when we see a bull that is entering to a AI unit today you know i tell you this bull was compared to hundreds of bulls you know just 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 to get there you know and mm-hmm. and and again it, it's 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 such a hard selection process you know and and that's why is when you identify families that consistently can make the high ones. Obviously, these are the superior. These are the superior families. That, that's that's the that's the best families that we have today. Mm-hmm. And if you want to look back in the past a little bit, would you be able to give us a name or a couple names of your favorite bulls of all time? <laughs> well, everything depends to what is your selection criteria. You know, is if we talk about shows, you know, there's no doubt Goldwyn is the most dominant bull we ever had. You know, and probably we'll never see a bull dominating the show rings anywhere in the world like 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 Olwyn did. You know, if we talk about uh, functionality, you know, I always been an admirer of Rudolf. You know, is Rudolf cows. Rudolf was a bull that brought, I would say, the first bull that brought production and health race at the same time. Yeah. You know, because if there were cows. Before Rudolf, there were no cows that were able to make that kind of milk and still get bred, get pregnant, you know, and survive. That's why he's today the bull with the highest number of cows over a hundred thousand kilos lifetime mm. in the world, you know. And and I would say for my sales sales role, if we would have semen Rudolf semen available today, there would be people ordering. There will be, mm-hmm. still will be people ordering because they used to love their old Rudolph cows, you know, because they were there. They were a kind of long pastern, shallow hills, you mm-hmm. know. It's they were not perfect cows, but they never no, noticed that. It's just they they were hard workers, trouble free cows, and and they last. They 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 last, you know. It's it's mm-hmm. it's it's incredible. So so it's 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 hard, you know. It's it's hard to <laughs> say one ball because it depends. What what is what's your your criteria? You know. Yep. 
And last question, Horacio, I think probably a lot of people within CMEX and uh, around the world look up to you as a mentor. Um, they take your advice on different things. Yes, for sure. Um, you know, and they look up to you for a lot of different reasons. Um, but, you know, everyone started somewhere. Who was your mentor? Who got mm. you started and kind of shaped mm. you? Well, well, I've been I've been fortunate in having many mentors. You know, it's obviously my my main mentor is my father, mm-hmm. and um, and and a lot of people in this in this industry uh, has helped me. You know, a, a lot. Uh, I I have had a lot of professors in Argentina, people that has been very kind. You know, very open and trying to teach. You know, whatever the, whatever they they, they 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 knew. You know, and and transfer all this knowledge to the newer generation. And, and that's why we we feel like uh, that we owe that, you know, and now now we need to pass our experience to a newer generation, even if they don't ask <laughs> for, <laughs> yes. for, for, the, for the advice, you know, is, but but this industry has been so rich on, on personalities of people that has been so generous, you know, and, and I can give you, lot of names and, and sometimes it's, it's hard to give one name and forget other ones but mm-hmm. you know how much i used to like Bert Stewart, you know as a judge you know tom yes. byers as a, as a head classifier in canada you know and and somebody who has such a such a sense sensibility to 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 analyze a cow and to teach you what what are the the uh, the, the, the the special cows or what we need to see on a cow you know or or Juan Martinengo in Argentina, who was the head classifier for 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 many many years, you know. And within the industry, is our biggest mentors is our own customers because because at the end, they are the ones that are telling us all the time what they need, you know. And mm-hmm. we need we need to be uh, open minded to hear what they need, and and they say this okay, that's that's what I can do for you, you know. And 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 that's why it's it's been over 35 years since I in this business, and that's why every morning I wake up, you know, and and I really want to hit the road and and go and visit a, a new farm because it, it's it's a continuous learning process. Well, I think that's great and a great lesson for everybody, <laughs> um, no matter what your your job is in agriculture anywhere. So, thank mm-hmm. you. Oh. Well, thank you. It's it's been a pleasure. Yeah, <laughs> it's been it's been a short hour, short hour. <laughs> yes, truly enjoyed, truly enjoyed your time. Thank you so much, Horacio. Uh, take care. Thank you. If you like this podcast, give us a four star review. It really helps others find the show and learn more about CMEX, our people, our programs, and our services.